Wake up, buyer payer people. It's a beautiful day. Go grab yourself another cup of joe and say hello to Jim and Michelle Rhodes on the Buy Here, Pay Here morning show. Take it away, you two. Happy Wednesday, everybody. It's Wednesday. (laughs) Hello Um, from South Carolina. Still settling in our hotel and working away. In the Spartanburg area. And uh, we just, we figured that it was a great place to stop for a minute and get some some deliverables done. Yeah. Catching so up. we're here and um, yeah. So uh, just before we went on air, Jim's like, okay, so honey, stop hitting the table. And uh, because, you know, apparently there's a lot of background when she gestures when that. And um, so I'm, you know, I'm going to try it. I just noticed that we should probably mute ourselves as the music starts up because, you know, you can hear everything that's going on between the two of us. Uh, Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're we're still we're still learning. We're getting better. Michelle gestures a lot, and she <laughs> she bangs her hands on stuff as she gestures, and she says it's emphasis, and I say it's noise. It's, so I'm like, we're well, just kind of I mean, yeah. we're just trying to figure I, that out. I think that now, what is it? Uh, I think there's a a culture that they they um, uh, typically use a lot of like, mm-hmm. big gestures yeah. with their, and I think I must have some of that Maybe. in my in Maybe. my genes and my blood. So Pennsylvania says hello, Vermont, and oh Vermont, I know who that is. That sounds like that's Tommy. Tommy's vacationing up oh, there. Oh, that's for, right. Yeah. and um, from PA, and that's probably Emily. Well, let's hope. Hi. Yeah, I think. Let's, let's assume it is. Hi, Emily. <laughs> hi, yeah. hi, Emily. If it's not hi, Emily, Tommy. say who say, say who we're talking to. Yep. Good absolutely. morning, everyone. Good morning, everyone. Um, I wanted to, if we could, this morning start with something that we typically end up with. Um, good morning, Tyler. And uh, uh, Facebook user, you're so, right. Oh, wait, that's the Facebook user. Don't know which one, but it's either Tommy or itself. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You are uh, right about yeah, one of the two. I, one of the two. Um, so uh, you know, normally we've been we've been talking about this towards the end of the show, and I wanted to make sure I caught everybody at the beginning and and talking about safeguards. Um, just really quick, everybody that's listening, um, that uh, the safeguards rule goes into effect the first part of December. And so it's really, really important that you make sure that you have, um, well, let me just put it this way. Jim has taught me um, over the course of working in in coaching and consulting Mm -hmm. that we should, that that we should, um, that it's better to use words like we strongly advise Mm -hmm. instead of you should. Right. Well, this is one of the things that we can very easily say you should Mm -hmm. um, because you kind of have to. So the, the safeguards rule, there is certification that is needed um, by federal mandate. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's coming in just the first part of December. I think it's the ninth. Um, And uh, you must should mm-hmm. I, I, you know, this is where I can like get all these words get out. That, that strong I can, language out there. Go. <laughs> that you must, um, you must uh, get the certification for your team and mm-hmm. for one person that is going to be like the head of compliance for the safeguards right. rule. And so, um, this is about how you keep your the your customers' data safe. And again, this is a must. Now, Texas has put together a education um, uh, curriculum. Uh, it's an online module uh, course that you can take at any time that you want to, um, you know, day or night. And it is for the entire nation. And we just want to make sure that you, we've had a couple of people say, 
hey, is this just for Texas? Is this just something that's affecting Texas? It's like, no, this is everyone who is listening to us today that has buy here, pay here or any, you know, any of the used car, whatever, mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. Um, anyone that uses that, uh, that holds on to data, this is something that, that is required by the federal government that you do. So right. um, TexasDealerEducation.com, great place to go for you to um, to get that taken care of. So right. that's that's my plug. Good, nice. Yeah. Uh, I got to plug myself. We know we have uh, uh, Emily listening in. And next Wednesday, we will see Emily yeah. in Quakertown, Pennsylvania. She's delightful. She's going to be part of our, let's call it our studio audience. <laughs> It's a virtual broadcast. Which will, we will not have canned laughter. We will not have canned clapping. But this, we'll have, we will a, real have a, a real audience there, a small yeah. audience of uh, local dealers. And uh, and so Tommy's invited a number of people in. We've invited a couple people in. Emily's making the short drive over from her home to, to be part of the audience. Yeah. So we look forward to seeing her. We have a handful of dealers. Um, it looks like we've got most of the audience is going to be comprised of past presidents mm -hmm. right From of Marietta, uh, Marietta which so, is the yeah. that's the state association that represents several states up there in the northeast yeah. uh tommy as our dealer host is uh, has been a part of that organization yeah. he's a past president himself and uh so and we're going to get to meet john de filippo john um, yeah. I'm, un, I'm told you're going to be there and uh, we've not had a chance to meet in person so I, I know john through our social media circles and i've heard his name many times over the years and so i look forward to meeting him in person a couple other quick announcements we have uh, upcoming on the schedule on this coming friday we um, shared that we have brianna cox who will oh, spe be speaking at, uh, on that one yeah, yeah. this is going to be a repo conversation and mm -hmm. so somebody who's really doing it on a grand scale yeah. and can really tell us all the do's and don'ts. So and we, you know, we see as we're watching Facebook, the streams from success and boardroom and, and others that there's all, uh, it's like, it seems like multiple times a week, if not every day, someone is asking about, Hey, who do you go for repo? Mm -hmm. And so repos are something that's, that is uh, frequently discussed on these groups. Yeah. And she's got some really, she's going to share mm -hmm. with us why you don't just want to hire any old body who responds to your yeah. inquiry. Like you need to yeah. make sure you know who you're hiring. Exactly. And then on Monday, the 17th, we have Jared Halstead. Jared was expecting, we kind of had talked about Jared being here this here morning. Yeah. For those who know Jared and many know uh, Jared at the national level with NIEDA, he's a region uh, VP for, you know, his region out in the Southwest. And uh, so he's going to be with yeah. us on Monday, the 17th. Yes. Yeah, so it'll be Monday instead guys. So yeah. if you came here thinking you were going to talk to Jared. Yeah. Um, stay. Just call him. We'll and just then... put his cell phone number on the screen. <laughs> He'll and stay for today yeah. and come back on Monday. Yeah. yeah. No, so that'll be good on Monday. And then, of course, uh, Wednesday will be yeah. in Pennsylvania. And then the Friday after the town hall, we have uh, Ben Goodman and Bill, Bill Elizondo. Yeah, Bill actually piped in and said, good morning. It looks like he's at DFW right now. So it's uh, Bill. It's Ben Goodman and Bill. I wonder if Elizondo is spanish for bad man because that would be fun for ben goodman um, so we'll, we'll ask we'll yeah. ask um bill I, when we see him. I, I do have to say that those two are characters when they're together they are and so it's there's a lot of playing off each other mm -hmm. that's one of the things that i just find so delightful and we enjoy piling on so yeah we do enjoy piling on a right. little bit of the the uh, and they're constantly giving 
all parties grief yeah a very good nature we will all fun. have a good natured laugh and probably yep. a smoked old-fashioned oh, at some point yep. and, somebody uh, watching about that yeah um at, and that's uh we're talking about the smoked old-fashioned at uh the super forum that's coming yeah. up in november so. right I don't even yeah. have those dates. I know it's November 9th through 11th, yes, correct? Yes, it is. And so we've got that coming up as well. Uh, between mm -hmm. that, we've got the Arizona Finance Conference. That's um, We speak twice on the final day, which I believe is the 30th. That's a weekend event. Um, you know, kicks off on Friday with some uh, kind of registration activities and then uh, Saturday and Sunday. And we speak twice on Sunday. So, uh, and we will be broadcasting our sessions live we will be there. broadcasting our sessions so live from there we also will be broadcasting our session at the super forum which is going to be involving um uh amanda sanchez yeah. as well so yeah. yeah those of you who enjoy amanda can i just say we and we came to talk about um yeah. some of these things with white hat way and what how they um impact your dealership i can just tell you that one of the things that's happened in, in the last week is we have um had the opportunity to meet with a dealer we spent a couple of days with a dealer in Georgia, and then we spent um, some time with some meetings, um, you know, with some of the major players in this um, automotive space that we live in. And I would just say, and I'm sure you would concur, Michelle, one mm -hmm. of the things we see is that first we got real evidence that there's a dealer, there's at least one dealer, we know there are lots, there's at least one dealer we met with who really wants to do business in a principled way is yeah. really playing the long game and buy here, payer wants to build a long-term successful business and agrees with our suggestion that all these things that are white hat practices and principles and all the things we're trying to bring forward, um, that that resonates with them. Like they get it. That's what that matches what they want to try to do. And that's who they are. Like that's just naturally who they yeah. are. We're just trying to help them you know, make sure they introduce that in all parts of their business. And of course for yeah. us, online training is part of that. It's how you make yeah. sure that everybody hears the same thing. And we're all doing the same thing from the person, you know, who's greeting customers to talking on the phone that we all kind of subscribe to the same practices and we all treat the customer the mm -hmm. same way. Exactly. And that, uh, you know, there are, we, we speak to a lot of dealers that, that really subscribe to some of the things that we have listed for, um, for what, principles the white hat way is about and um i'm actually going to throw a ticker on there uh that that they really subscribe to that and mm -hmm. so part of our conversation is is can your team articulate that as well yeah um you know you know that you you are living by these principles can your team articulate that and are you walking your talk about yeah these things yeah and i think um just quickly i want to also mention that you know our, our conversation with uh this other major uh, provider in our industry, it also confirmed that they see the opportunity that exists to have a, a real big positive impact on this industry. And, and listen, we sometimes talk about this white hat way and it might sound like we're saying, you know, we're trying to make bad dealers into good dealers or whatever. And, and certainly we, we welcome any opportunity to do that. We also recognize there are a ton of good dealers or ton of dealers out there already doing uh, you know, business in a very principled way. They're, they're definitely, you know, carrying out the white hat sort of approach that we are talk about. Mm -hmm. And so we're obviously through our show, we're just trying to spotlight that as much as we possibly can to help, um, show dealers. First of all, one of the things you see as a common thread is the dealers that we bring as white hat dealers. Most of them have been in business a long time. Uh-huh. 
Uh-huh. Most of them been in business a long yeah. time and they are so in a position to be those, in business for yeah. decades longer. Yeah. They, and they live these principles and that's one of the reasons why right. they are positioned to be in business for decades yeah. longer because they really live these, the, the, the principles of the connection and the honesty and the transparency and the fairness and the, the empathy and the compassion and the kindness and those yeah. kind of things. Yeah. So there's a, a whole big tie in there, but I'm just saying, how does that look? to if if i'm going to be your lender mm -hmm. uh you know i'm going to provide you capital whether it's line of credit or some sort of ongoing funding solutions how does that look i mean whatever michelle and i see as somebody who's been in business a long time going to be in business a long time trying to do business uh you know in a consistent way and and treat customers well well, I, well like one of the well, yeah one of the first things mm -hmm. that uh that that comes to mind for me is the consistency right. part. And so it's, it's really being clear about how, uh, what, what are the rails mm -hmm. that, that your customer and that your team work within sure. and being very consistent about those. Um, right. and, and, you know, so consistency is it's, it's a, that's a big thing with white hat way. Yeah. It's like the people that, that work with you either, um, as your customer, or people that work with you as your team or people that work with you as a vendor or a, provi a capital provider or whatever, that they know that you walk your talk, right? that you're, that you're doing the things and, and that, that you're very consistent about what it is that you do. Yeah. And, and uh, we didn't necessarily set out to do this today, but I would just say that one of the things we talked about is that I look forward to kind of being the, um, this kind of, I'm, I'm not an attorney, but I play one on the buy here, pay your morning show on occasion. And I want to be the, I kind of want to be the, the plaintiff's attorney. So mm -hmm. it's a little like if, if a customer comes into the office of, if a potential client comes to my office and I'm a, I'm an attorney who is, you know, a litigating, um, you know, business attorney and a customer comes to me and has a story to tell, then I'm going to start asking questions about, you know, what was this experience, right? And what are, and, and I'm also going to look beyond that maybe to the, to the dealer in this case, who is the creditor, you know, what are their practices look like? And does this look like a consistent pattern? When we talk about the consistency, that consistency can be an ugly pattern mm -hmm. or it can be a positive pattern. But, you know, if, if we can show, and this is where I say, this also kind of applies on the, on the compliance side of what we do is like, do you have a pattern of consistently showing that you are striving mm -hmm. to do the right things, compliance, protect people's data? You know, are you consistently out there? Do you make mistakes? Of course, if it's a one-off kind of but, mistake, you know, if, if we can show, and this is where I say, this also kind of applies on the, on the, okay. What you got there? <laughs> You're playing. She's playing. She found something. So he's over <laughs> playing with the panel. Yeah. Uh, so we're basically just trying to emphasize that, you know, we think consistency is really important. And we think when that pattern of consistency shows that we're, we're out there striving and our, our pattern shows that we're demonstrating an effort to be consistent in handling customers fairly handling, um, you know, these things in a way that is, you know, across the board, there's no, uh, there's no indication of doing anything discriminatory or otherwise, um, you know, that looks, um, it, sometimes it just looks like mismanagement, you know, but, but bottom line is we're just suggesting that consistency would be one of the, 
the heavy ones to lean on. Right. And uh, so that's why we, we definitely want to, um, you know, make sure that we've got that sort of, uh, um, pattern yeah. in our business. And that's why I say, I think going forward, we're going to have some fun with that idea of me being the plaintiff's attorney. We're going to let Michelle <laughs> be the plaintiff and she's going to come in and tell her story. And I'm going to ask her if her story belongs in front of a judge. And, uh, and so we'll just kind of have some fun with that. Yeah. We're definitely going to yeah. do that. We, and, and again, I'm not an attorney. This is not legal advice. We won't be offering legal advice on the program. Uh, so we're just going to kind of talk through some stuff and just kind of, you know, walk through it from a, from a typical real life, um, you know, situation. So, so we had, uh, it's common, obviously that dealers have people threatened to, to take legal action against them, threatened to hire an attorney. And so let's just talk about what that looks like from the, if a customer did show up in a, in a potential att attorney's office as a potential plaintiff, what does the conversation look like and how would the attorney go about making a d judgment about whether or not they were going to file suit? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So we just talk through that and see what that looks like. And, and we can bring that back to, uh, of course, the white hat uh, ideas. You know, another big one on this um, the white hat thread for me is empathy. Mm -hmm. Like when we when we try to be empathetic, um, you know, with people, then I think it's um, it's a thing that is part of the, the listening. You know, if we're going to listen with empathy. Um, I know George, uh, spat, I just saw that he just popped in. I think, um, George shared not long ago when we were talking about this kind of thing that, you know, so many of us are guilty of listening because we're, we're waiting to respond. Like we, we have our thing that we want to say, and we're just, we're just being patient for the customer to finish what they're saying. We're not really mm -hmm. actively listening and, and we, we can't wait to share what we want to share. Yeah. And I, well, I noticed too, George like posted a angry emoji. Oh, yeah. And I'm kind of like wondering context on that. The, oh, the, yeah. Well, yeah, sure. What's, it was, what's yeah, going? I, I'd really love Is to it angry or sad? That's that looks kind of angry to me. So yeah, it's an angry. So one. we got an angry so. face from, from, <laughs> from George. From George. George, what's going on? What, talk to us. <laughs> so no, I think uh, we're just trying to make sure, obviously, that, um, you know, we're in terms of empathy. We think it's entirely possible. And sometimes a customer tells their story and we listen empathetically. And then we have to, with empathy, answer them and say, yeah, unfortunately, you know, we, we can't do that. We can't do what you're asking, mm -hmm. but let's, we understand the situation. We understand why that's frustrating. That's a difficult place to be. And uh, certainly hate that you're dealing with that. Let's talk about ways we can solve that. We can problem. solve it. And so, you know, the, the big thing about that is, is, you know, empathy with solutions. But I think that a real big part of empathy is listening. I mean, yeah. it's, it's like really like active listening. And we talk so often about, you know, uh, someone comes in and they are, have a, have a, a situation they're angry about something. They're distraught about something. They're trying to resolve whatever it is that, and it affects your relationship with mm -hmm. them. Um, and, and we see so often that just the act of setting them down and ha letting them talk, right. letting them express all of the stuff. And it's just, and, and don't, and, and without the, the listener, interjecting anything other than, Oh, I see. Mm -hmm. oh, or is there any, uh, you know, can you tell me more about that? Right. And that it's an active listening, um, that, uh, that, that so often just the act of active listening yeah. resolves whatever it was. Yeah. That was the problem. Well, they, if they don't feel like that they've been heard, 
you know, whoever it is oh, yeah. that's the unhappy, you know, side of the situation, if they don't feel like they've been heard, then uh, they're going to have a hard time, you know, accepting any, you know, offer to, to so, resolve so it. So how do you, you know, we, we see, and we've talked to, uh, to <clears throat> dealers where they've, you know, they got someone in the office that is just like unhappy. Yeah. Um, and as a dealer principal, you know, they're unhappy and they're, you know, for whatever reason and, and they're, uh, they're, um, you know, it's obvious that mm -hmm. there's, there's some level of like, they're really, really frustrated. A lot of times people in act when they're super frustrated about something, mm -hmm. um, you know, it comes out, it's unhappy mm -hmm. and it's, and it's because they, they, uh, they feel like they have no um, options, yeah. no, no solutions. You're not offering an, a solution that, that, that works. Right. And, um, so what does that look like? And so there's two things I want you to, if you would, Jim, kind of talk about is, um, one is, uh, you know, how you would physically handle that situation. Sure. And then, um, two, does that mean that you give away the farm as, no. as a solution? No. So yeah, go ahead and yeah, I, and I would say somebody who's done what I've done a long time, I've been a dealer myself, I would say the first thing to think about with that is if this is happening regularly, like if we're seeing customers in the office upset or on the phone upset and loud, let's recognize if we're seeing that regularly, that's that's an indication of a breakdown elsewhere. Like we shouldn't be having customers Amen. get to the place of being angry and loud very often. I mean, so that's if avoidable. that's happening, then that's something that you should at that should yeah we strongly suggest <laughs> she's learning she's learning she's... <laughs> that we strongly suggest that that you're that you're looking about how you're communicating um you know these these principles mm -hmm. um if you've got people that are upset frequently mm -hmm. um then let's take a real close look at these, yeah. these principles because yeah mm -hmm. i don't as much as i'm willing to sit with a customer and listen to their long version of the story I don't want to have to be doing that regularly. Like if I'm the manager or dealer and I mm -hmm. see that happening regularly, then let, let's go identify the source of that mm -hmm. and let's try to get to the root of that and solve. We're not looking problem. at band-aids. We're looking yeah. at root causes and That's then, right. and you know, there's still going to be those situations, but if you've got the root cause taken care of and you've got a difficult situation yeah. in the office, how would you handle that? No, I'm just going to listen. I mean, the first thing I want to do is have a, have them have a seat. Okay. Tell me, tell me what happened. Tell me, you know, kind of go back and share with me what happened. When, when did this go wrong? And so I'm going to listen and um, I'm going to have them tell the whole story until they feel like they've shared every part of the story that they want to share. And then I'm probably going to ask them, so talk to me about, like, I can't promise that I will do it, but just share with me, what would be the best possible outcome for you? Like, what would you like to see happen? What, what would make you happy? And I think it's also important to understand that as I'm listening to this customer and as I'm starting to share with them, whatever I'm going to share, I'm bringing this 10 year approach. I'm bringing this 10 year attitude to whatever we're going to talk about. And, and what I mean by that, I've got some old videos out there on YouTube that talk about this 10 year approach where I'm really saying in any situation, when we meet with a customer, if I anticipate that when we're successful in resolving, whatever the situation is that we're faced with today, mm -hmm. when I'm successful in resolving that the customer could be with me for 10 more years, referring friends and family and be with me for a long yep. time. So I'm treating it like it's a, it's a hiccup in a very long relationship. And so I'm going to listen with that expectation and I'm not going to rush through it. I know I've talked to people who, so maybe it's just a matter of patience and, and sometimes people impatiently listen and they think I can't be here with you for 30 minutes listening to your story. I've got other work to do. And I'm saying this customer could be with us for 10 more years. What could be more important than listening to the rest of this story? 
Like it's, it's kind of goes back to that thing about we're investing and this happens a lot on the collection side, right? It's like, what, what more could be important than us spending the necessary time to resolve this thing in most permanent way? Like you say, you don't like band-aids. We want to, I'm always looking because I'm thinking 10 year approach. I'm looking, what is the most permanent resolution? Sometimes that's an expensive solution. Obviously, as a dealer, we're trying to find more affordable solutions and not always end up at the expensive place. I think I shared on an episode recently that we always try in, a, in kind of working management and training management, we're trying to get those issues to be resolved before they get to the dealer's desk because my experience is that too many dealers resolve, solve problems with checkbooks. And so they end up writing checks, <laughs> yep. you know, and to solve a problem. So it becomes a financial thing when it gets to the dealer's desk. And we would like to find other ways because often there's another way to satisfy the customer and, um, and get them happy. So, you know, can we always say yes? I remember a fun conversation we had with our, our dealer friend, Russell Moore, a very successful long-term dealer out in Texas. And he's got a great approach, great customer attitude. And of course, he uses reinsurance program as a way to say yes to the customer too. And this is really in the context of mechanical things. Typically, mm -hmm. sometimes it's not mechanical, but the idea is to try to be in a position to give a quick yes to a customer to, to get them happy. And I would just say that even if it's outside warranty or it's some other situation where the customer's unhappy, you know, we still, sometimes, sometimes we have to say no. And that's in the context of being consistent. You know, when I had my own dealership, people have heard me talk about this before. Like when I had my own dealership, I, I very much leaned on the words fair and consistent, fair and consistent. And I resolved before I ever opened my doors in my dealership that I would not do for one customer what I would not do for every customer. I wouldn't. And so the answer sometimes was no, in my case that I, you know, so, but I would, it was coming from a place of empathy. It was typically coming from a place where I had, you know, whether it was me or the manager had some level of, as we call it, equity in the relationship. Like they knew that I still cared. Mm -hmm. They knew that I wasn't saying no because I didn't care. It was more about, I, I, I have to be consistent in my business. And I said no to a customer on the same matter once before. And we got it worked out a different way. And I expect to do the same thing here. Like, you know, I'm, but saying no is it, saying no is like when, when you ask them, uh, you know, how, what what does resolving this look like? Mm -hmm. And, you know, they sure. may come up with I want you to, to, to pay for this, fix this or, or whatever. And and being able to say no. But here's what I can suggest. Yeah. And keep in mind, this is also in the context of sometimes I say that in in our line of work. And this is true in other businesses, too. But certainly in, in our line of work, uh, the nature of. Um, the work that we do, you're going to meet a lot of customers who don't know how to solve their own problem. Like they, they just are, which is typically, you know, yeah, yeah. Yes. They're, they're, they're either inexperienced. Yes. Sometimes it might be young or just inexperienced with these kind of things, but even, even if they're experienced, they don't know your remedies as a dealer. They don't know what you can do to help them. Yeah. So that's where it's up to us to communicate and try to solve that. But I would say sometimes there can be another solution. There, yeah. And some, and sometimes customers, of course, will have unreasonable expectations. Mm -hmm. And so we have to navigate from that. And, and, and the best way we can is if I quickly say, no, I'm not doing that. Don't even listen to the end of your story. Then all I've done is inflame the situation. I yeah. decrease the likelihood mm -hmm. of getting the thing resolved. But if I listen all the way to the end, I say, I hear you. What would be the best possible scenario for you? And, and they say, you know, I'd like to do this. Maybe I'd like to trade into another car or whatever. And, and I can come back and say, you know, you guys have done business with us for a long time and I appreciate you. And, and I expect you're going to do business with us for another 10 years. And so I, what I don't want to do is trade. Can we talk about some other solutions? Mm -hmm. 
you know? And so it's like, I, I, I can still get there and I can get there better when I have consistency and I have some equity built up in that relationship. So our friend Tommy, he says he's in the car business, C-A-R. We'll have to ask him where he said before, I can't remember where he picked up this expression, but C-A-R stands for create a relationship. And so, you know, mm -hmm. this business is so much about relationship and all these things we're talking about and these principles are so much about your connection to the consumer and our ability to resolve these problems that come up is so much better. We have a much higher success rate when we have some level of equity in that relationship. We have, we have shown again and again, you know, our consistency and, and that we're empathetic and that we do care about the customer and we're going to continue to care about the customer. So this is part of how I think we, we were better able to solve those problems. And, you know, I, I think that the, the big takeaway from today's show with White Hat Way in Action is um, active empathetic listening skills. Yeah. And, and, you know, one of the, I just want to bring in something that Jim and I were having a conversation, not about this. We we're having a conversation the other night about um, someone being angry about uh, uh, whatever the a situation, um, you know, that there, that we had had um, someone that we, that we work with is saying, I'm really feeling angry right now. And, um, and, you know, I, we, we were having the conversation that, that what, what typically, you know, when someone comes and they, and they are angry, what is the underlying thing? Mm -hmm. um, is it just, is it angry because I want my way or is it frustration because I don't know how to solve my problem? And that a lot of times, I mean, I know for myself that, uh, that when I, you know, that when I've, I'm in a situation where it's like, I don't know what what solutions I have. Mm -hmm. I have, I have a situation that is a, what is for me? It's like mm -hmm. it, and it, and it's affecting me. And when, and sometimes when, when there is something that it's uh, having a vehicle to get to and from work or having, you know, your vehicle, uh, having a vehicle that works is, is a pretty important thing for, sure. for our customers. And so when something goes wrong and that, they're, they're put in a, in a situation where it's like uh, they, they feel powerless or it's like, I got to get this resolved. Mm -hmm. A lot of times I think that frustration or, or just, um, it, there's, there's so many emotions that are tied up in what we would define as an angry customer. Yeah. And, and that, that sometimes it's just, it's, I think that that's the biggest reason why we listen because people that are just that feel like they that they um uh they they're frustrated they don't know what to do about something it comes out as anger and just allowing them to speak allowing them to express allowing them to to uh to you know feel fully heard about what they're feeling so frustrated about mm -hmm. one that just creates a level of connection with the person um, you know, you think about your favorite friends are the friends that will listen to you empathetically mm -hmm. and you know, you can come to them with any problem. Sure. Um, you, it's your favorite, your, the friend that you don't want to go to when you have a problem mm -hmm. is the person that's going to try to solve the problem after one sentence. Right. Yeah. And it's like, no, I just, I need to talk this out. I need yeah. to, I need someone that I feel safe with that I can talk this out, talk this frustration, talk this, whatever. And so, you know, we, we do, we see, um, uh, frustration, you know, feeling trapped in a court people when they feel trapped, 
um, that comes out like rare, you know, I'm, I'm going to come out and, uh, and, uh, and attack. And it just really is. It's about them feeling, you know, when you can create a safe environment where they can feel heard, mm-hmm. then you, cr- then you uh, allow the opportunity for your customer to take a breath mm-hmm. and realize that there are solutions to the problem and you're sitting here on the same side of the table as they right. are. And that just, that diffuses so much. And especially when you can teach, you know, as a dealer, you have to deal with those ones that get really, really, um, they get large. Like mm-hmm. the, it's, it's a large anger, you know, yeah. um, if you can start to teach your team those skills as well, then it doesn't, like you said, it doesn't end up on the the dealer's desk, which, you know, usually it's like yeah. open the checkbook, but we teach our, our team members, those active listening skills, white hat way in action. One of the biggest pieces to that is to listen, to be an active listener and to be an empathetic listener. Yeah. I think a couple of things as you go through that, I think when I hear that, I think, so this may not be the phrasing that someone would use, but if I just sat with you and you went through the thing as a customer and you were upset and you told me their whole story, at the end of that conversation, I could basically say, I hear you, I feel you. This is really got to be frustrating. And I expect yeah. we're going to find a resolution. Yeah. How powerful is that? Right. It's I, I actually, that kind of reminds me, we went, um, I had a pair of shoes. I bought a, a Clark's whatever um, yeah. at, at a, a Traeger outlet or Tanger. Sorry. I always get that <laughs> Traeger, Tanger, Tanger outlet. And I bought these pair of shoes, um, uh, six months ago mm-hmm. and they're great. You know, there's some business flats and I put them on, um, and one of the seams is starting to rip. And so I was like, I don't have a receipt. I don't have a whatever. And, um, so we went into, to the one that was in, what was in Atlanta, wasn't it? The Atlanta area is where we were at the mm-hmm. time. And I went in and I, at the gal at the front desk and I was like, I was, um, I said, Hey, here's the thing. Can I, um, you know, can I get, get this taken care of? And, and, um, and she said, has it been within 60 days? And I was like, no, it hasn't been within 60 days. I guess you're not gonna be able to help me. And I started to like, I assumed, I assumed that it's like, because I've, I've, I've had the experience with other, other, um, uh, vendors, other people that I've done business with that. It's like, I'm sorry, I can't help you. You're outside of the thing. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, it looks like I'm not gonna be able to help. And she, she looks at me, she goes, honey, that is not what I said. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, let me finish yeah. before, before you just, honey, that's not what I said. And it, we just had a delightful conversation, mm-hmm. but how she handled that, um, you know, there was, I, I, I was kind of like frustrated and I took past experience and I realized I'm, I'm usually a pretty typical level person mm-hmm. and I didn't like yell or anything, yeah. but I was like, okay, it looks like you're not gonna be able to help me. Um, because that's been my past experience and that she, she won a customer for life for me. Yeah, that's good. It was she good. really did. She really I did mean, a job. Yeah. She did a really, really, and that, that brand mm-hmm. won a customer for life for me. Right. Um, because of just how, how beautiful that transaction was where she, she was like, all right, you know, there are other options. And so let's figure out how we can solve this problem. Yeah. We want you to nice. be happy. So I want to acknowledge George Spatz comment. He said uh, that angry emoji was probably just, <laughs> he probably just sat on the keyboard or something. Or he just was like, you know, maybe doing an emoji with uh, Bill Badman. Maybe, maybe <laughs> who knows. But um, George also said, and I wanted to confirm because you know what George says and George is a, 
uh, a reinsurance provider in this space works with, you know, dealers all over the country. Mm-hmm. And you know what he basically affirmed right there in the comments that can folks see it. I don't know if you shared that no, on the I'll screen, but basically up. what he's saying is even as a vendor, he always looks for clients who are white hat way dealers. So what does that say? Name a vendor who would like doing business with an unethical dealer or customer, you know, it's like, so in this case, you're, you're, if you're playing the long game, you know, and especially if you have an ongoing relationship with these folks, um, you know, that that's just something that, that we're getting affirmation at, at various turns of people that we deal with in the industry who say, yes, this whole ethical, uh, thread mm-hmm. is something, this whole white hat way is something that, you know, we need to talk about plenty. We need to make sure people understand the value. And for us, yeah. we're just trying to spotlight the benefits of doing business that way. It, we believe it helps your customer have a better experience. We believe it impacts your team because think about that scenario you went through, Michelle, with some people being angry. How does it feel to be a collector in a business where customers are, you can deal with angry customers all the time. That takes a toll on us and it makes it hard to, to return to work the next day when, when we have angry customers all the time. So that goes back to the root thing, but it's like, why do, why do we have unhappy customers? What are we doing? Where we, where we have inconsistencies? And, and, and is it, is it, it's that whole thing that you did. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt no. you, but, but, um, someone screwed up that whole idea of somebody yeah. screwed up. Yeah. And so if they're angry because of bad choices that they made, mm-hmm. um, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. If they're angry because of bad choices we made or failed to communicate or, to or communicate, wherever that breakdown that's is, totally on we us. always have to look at that's us first on us and that we do need to look at us first. Where did we break down? Right. Um, and in our processes, in our, in, in what tools we give our collectors in all of the things, sure. where did we break down so that we created an angry customer and, um, you know, and sometimes it is, it is, they're angry because they made a bad choice, yeah. but that does not mean if they made a bad choice and they're angry at you because of their choice that you still, that, that does not mean that you can't offer solutions. Right. So. Yeah. Well, we're yeah. running long we this are. morning. We should probably wrap up and let folks get on to their day. Yeah. Um, so we appreciate yeah. you tuning in and, um, we look forward to, uh, again, Friday with Brianna Cox. Monday with Jared Halstead out of Arizona. Then next Wednesday, by the way, hit the link and pre-register because we're still working out the details about how to invite everybody to the correct stream on Wednesday for the town hall. So pre-registration is a good idea. Absolutely. Get in there and we can make sure and notify people about where to find the stream because we'll be a little different than our traditional morning show uh, stream. So we want to make sure we. And you know, the other part of that is, is that we will likely not have the recorded bits in all of the places that we're streaming right. live. I mean, cause that's an awful lot to take up. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and so the, uh, the recorded bits, cause we, we recognize if you're not there, you're not going to be able to watch the entire thing mm-hmm. from beginning to end. Right. And, you know, even though we know that you want to, you, you would mean, definitely you know, want, you to, want yeah. to, and it's a shame you, you have do. other obligations. So one of the ways for you to be able to access the different parts after the fact is going to be through registering, um, for the town hall through bhphnationtv.com. Right. Yeah. So if, you know, we we want you to, to get in there and register, we it will be live streamed in um, success and, um, and. Uh, I don't know that we've asked Amanda 
for I sure. We, we need to make sure about the boardroom. Yeah, so we'll be asking Amanda, but it'll yeah. also be on YouTube. Yeah, and, for sure on YouTube. And uh, we we will not be able to live stream on um, LinkedIn, LinkedIn because they have time limits for right. live streams. But uh, so you know, if if you're if you're thinking of going, even though you know you're going to be able to watch it on um, on Success or whatever, if you want access to that after the fact. Um, you know, if you can't catch all of the pieces, make sure that you register at bhphnationtv.com. Right. And um, yeah, so okay. I think okay. that's about Folks, it, guys. Go ahead, enjoy your Wednesday. Uh, meet us back here Friday and we'll talk repos. Oh, repos. That's going to be a fun conversation. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about angry customers sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Have a great day, everybody. We'll talk to you on Friday.